listening to Radio Maria here live from the London studio. And I have with me Will Ghosh. And um, we have both recently seen the Barbie film, which may be an odd thing to talk about on Radio Maria. Um, but I actually think it's quite an important film. I didn't intend to go and see it. Um, I was on my way home from work and um, I was crossing the road and I saw a van um, at the at the crossing and I realised it was my mum in the van and she was waving at me and she said, Anna, come with us and see Barbie. And my little sister sort of opened the side of the van and I got dragged in like I was being abducted um, and I went and saw Barbie. Um, and I ended up actually, I did enjoy it, but I thought it was a really, really interesting film um, for a variety of reasons, which we'll go into. And I think it's something that's very sort of emblematic of our culture. But, um, Will, do you want to give a little overview of what the film's about? Yeah, so um, I, I have to say, I, I also went into the film having absolutely no idea how we were going to fill two hours. Um, Barbie, the, the toy, obviously doesn't have a plot, and uh, <laughs> the, the trailer didn't give any clue to that. Um, th so the, the premise is uh, that Barbie, uh, Margot Robbie is stereotypical Barbie, uh, and she's not just a stereotypical Barbie, that is her, her title. Her name is Stereotypical Barbie. And she lives in uh, this kind of Barbie dream world with all of the other wonderful Barbies. So you have President Barbie, played by Issa Rae. You have uh, Nobel Prize for Literature Barbie. You have <laughs> Dr. Barbie. You have um, all of these wonderful uh, Barbies. Uh, they all look perfect. They all live in perfect houses. Um, and uh, they're all kind of shadowed by uh, their Kens, um, now, the Kens don't really have that much to do except to sort of stand around on the beach and look nice. Um, and um, the, 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 the conceit, of course, is that we're in a kind of nine-year-old's world. Um, so really what the Barbies want to do is to hang out with each other and have sleepovers. Um, and every now and then they sort of remember that they do have a Ken that they ought to sort of, you know, appear on the, you know, appear with in certain kinds of ways. But they really don't know why they would do that or, or, or <laughs> what, what the point of that would be. And they show very little appetite to, to do that. Um, the plot begins when Margot Robbie uh, has uh, begins to have these kind of existential thoughts, these thoughts of death. And nobody's ever really had those in Barbie world before because every day is just like the last and every day is perfect and everything that, that happens is, is, is perfect. And she's directed to Kate McKinnon's uh, weird Barbie who was once played with too much and has now become a bit odd and is sort of out of joint with, um, with the Barbie world. And what she's told is that what, that, that what she's feeling must be... Um, a, a kind of projection or a transference from her, the person that's playing with her. It must be the person that's playing with her is having a difficult time or is experiencing these thoughts. And somehow Barbie uh, has become a kind of conduit for that. And what she has to do to rectify, the only way she can rectify it is to cross over into the real world and find um, this, we assume, young girl. Um, that's what it's, you know, what it's suggested it will be. Um, and try and heal whatever it is that's going that's going on so barbie and uh ken as stowaway ken who's extremely dissatisfied with his role in barbie world who clearly just wishes margot robbie would pay more attention to him and that he wasn't always this kind of complete side character um go crossover as a wonderful montage into uh venice beach los angeles and um to, to try and find uh stereotypical Barbie's owner and when they're there Ken discovers that actually the rules of the real world are completely uh, 
are the, the inverse of the rules of Barbie world. There, the men do all the things and have all the power, uh, and the women are seen as um, kind of uh, appendages um, to be to be to be kind of looked at, but not 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 really attended to in much detail. Uh, and these are ideas that he carries back with him when he goes back to Barbie World. So that's the, that's the premise. That's the, that's the plot. He decides to institute patriarchy explicitly, uh, which he thinks is mainly about horses. So it is, it is very funny. <laughs> um, but it is a kind of, it's quite a confused film in many ways. So it's interesting because you have this kind of transposition of patriarchy onto feminist Barbie land. Um, but obviously Barbie... Barbie world is um, is not the real world in in some quite significant ways. It is the kind of real world interpreted by a nine year old. So it doesn't really make sense. You feel a lot like the film is trying to preach something at you. This is what I felt, at least. It was trying to say something about feminism, or at least it was sort of saying that it was saying something about feminism. Um, but in a really weird and slightly confusing way. That um, it was quite kind of hard to put your finger on, like what what the message was that it was trying to to, to convey. Um, and I thought part of the reason I thought this was so interesting and so kind of emblematic of a lot of in our culture is it felt a lot like watching TikTok, but in a movie. In that it was just all this kind of disparate, like very very visual, like very like cutting between humor and. Um, politics and weird kind of random things that happen that don't really make sense that it felt a bit like the stream of consciousness of being on social media and seeing this sort of stream of content that's like very different in genre um, kind of all cut together and you're not, not quite sure what is um, what's supposed to be a commentary on the real world what's supposed to be a joke there are all these like different levels of of reality that are operating and you don't really understand how they relate to one another um so it very much felt like a film of the internet generation in some ways i don't know what you thought of that yeah um i mean anna and i were talking about this before the show and it's worth saying that anna and i are probably of, well we are of slightly different generations i'm in my 30s uh, and anna's in her early 20s um so i'm probably closer in age to the director who's greta gerwig um uh, who's also the director of films like Lady Bird and Little Women. Both of them are absolutely wonderful films. Um, and, and both of them very emblematic of a particular kind of American liberal feminism um, of, the, of, of the last sort of 10 years. Um, and as I say, I, you know, I, I absolutely loved both of those films. I think they're both really, really meaningful films. Um, uh, and yes, I entirely agree that I think there's, I mean, so something to be said about the film is that it's a musical uh and it does move between um uh speech and these kinds of very surreal musical interludes um uh, the, the 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 kind of it's all you're always where you are in the world is 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 often shifts um is often you're often quite unclear of exactly where you are but it doesn't really matter and there is this sense that it's kind of endlessly memeable endlessly um kind of quotable or extractable um i i i i and i would i would start sort of a talking about barbie by saying that i thought it was very you know entertaining and i really i mm. i i i wouldn't want to start by sort of saying you know it's really tr tr troubling or difficult in all of these ways i think it's a really fun film um i had a great time it was a packed cinema um 
you know, there's some really, really funny gags. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, it, and it has a very uh, ironic and self-aware relationship with uh, the kind of... So the kind of empowerment feminine, the corporate empowerment feminism that 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 that, that lots of corporations, um, including Matt, Mattel, uh, who produced the film, have kind of tried to evolve their products towards. So you know, you thought you thought of Barbie as um, extremely retrograde, and at one point, you know, a young woman says to says to Margot Robbie's Barbie, you know, you know, you're a fascist. You've set the cause of feminism <laughs> back fifty years, and she kind of looks shocked and goes, "What me?" Um, uh, and clearly, the line that, that the kind of the toy making companies now have is that actually, really, it's all about empowerment. It's all about showing, you know, female agency. Female agency yeah. Barbies can be president. Barbies can be. Um, and uh, the, the the first twenty minutes of the film I, are, are, you know, put the kibosh on that pretty pretty quickly. It's clear they clearly the, the film clearly has a very ironic relationship with that. It clearly thinks that's all a bit superficial and a bit silly. Um, and th- those sections were extremely funny. I thought. Um, and the other thing I would say is that, you know, it was really nice. I was at the cinema last night again to see a different film. Um, and just the kind of buzz around cinemas at the moment, um, mm. that, that there are just like, you know, crowds of young people there, all dressed up, all taking photos in the Barbie booths, um, having a good time. Mm-hmm. And it feels really nice to have a kind of, um, I don't know, a, a kind of cultural thing that, 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 that people from different kind of ages and backgrounds yeah. are kind of all seeing and thinking about. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm basically a a fan I, I really enjoyed it my reading of it in terms of i also thought that it was quite a kind of confused film in some ways um my sense of it is that it's very i mean one thing that i think is would be i don't know if you'd agree with this anna is it, it's it if you've got young children um of the kind of age perhaps you were when you were playing with barbies it really isn't for them no, it's not, not a children's film at all which it, it wouldn't be funny for someone that no. age because a lot of the gags are like you know when you're a depressed woman and you're watching sort of the um, BBC, it, 1995 Pride and BBC Prejudice, Pride and Prejudice. yeah, exactly. Like um, they're things that wouldn't necessarily be relatable to a yeah. It's um, extremely knowing. It's ex- it's it's like it it's it's it it's very aware of the fact that it lives in a sexless world, um, but it's very kind of makes lots of gags about that. Um, it's it's basically a film for people in their twenties and thirties and forties mm-hmm. um, or, or upwards. Um, it's not a children's film, so that's what I think. That's worth saying at the beginning. Um, I very much see it as a film by someone in their kind of late twenties, uh, late thirties, early forties, probably now. Greta Gerwig. Um, um, I, I don't know what her relationship with Barbies was as a child, but it seems like um, that basically it's a film for people of that kind of age group who remember having a kind of effective, affective relationship with things like Barbie um, when they were when they were children. And those may well be very fond memories uh, mm-hmm. and fun memories. And now as adults uh, in the 2020s, they look back on it and think, well, well, actually, you know, probably everything they say about the fact that it wasn't terribly empowering and might have set back the cause of feminism by 50 years or so <laughs> um, may, may not be wholly false. Um, so how do we reconcile those two things? Um, how can we still have a kind of, um, you know, loving and fun and nostalgic uh, relationship with these with these uh, things and with these memories, um, whilst at the same time marking out the difference in time uh, and the difference in attitude that's come from that. Um, I, I think I think that's for me where the kind of the great kind of tensions of the film uh, come, or the yeah, the, the incoherences of the film come. I don't know if if Greta Gerwig ever really successfully does. Uh, reconcile them um mm. but that was my sense of where the confusion yeah. kind of arises i think 
my kind of interpretation of it is in many ways it's not so much uh, a coherent critique like i spent a lot of time after i watched the film like trying to figure out what it was trying to say um like what because its vision of of like the patriarchy that ken tries to institute in barbie land i mean it's hilarious but it's very it's a very modern one it's the sort of um, wanting the Barbies to be sort of um, long-term, low-commitment girlfriends, which is not ex- at all the patriarchy that sort of the initial feminists were were critiquing. It's a very kind of... Um, it, it does feel slightly confused in what it actually is critiquing. Um, what, I, uh, what I really felt from the film was it wasn't so much a coherent critique as a kind of a, a creed, a, a kind of a cry from the heart um, of a felt difficulty in being a modern woman. And I think that's the most honest part of the film. Um, the, the thing on which it kind of hangs that feels like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure this is not a joke, this is not ironic, is this speech that one of the characters gives um, that kind of snaps the Barbies out of their um, willing acquiescence to the patriarchy that Ken um, institutes in Barbie land, which is about the kind of the cognitive dissonance of, being a woman in the modern world and all the difficulties that comes with that and the different expectations that are placed on you that are contradictory. Um, so to be kind of docile and feminine, but also high powered and um, to be attractive and also motherly and um, all, the, all these kind of different um, contradictions that are kind of seem to seem to really resonate with people in the cinema, mm. I found. Like you could kind of feel like a lot of the women being like, "Ah, oh, yes, like um, and some of the people I talked to afterwards as well, um really related to that bit of the film, which I thought was quite interesting, um and goes some way to explaining, I think why it's it do- it doesn't feel very coherent. It's more just like a a sense, an expression of a sense that um modern femininity, with all its expectations of having it having it all as a woman, which Barbie kind of represents mm. um is almost an impossible goal um i don't know what you yeah i think i think that 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 i completely agree with that 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 there's the scene when when this very important character gloria played by america ferrara um yeah um announces this and and i think in some ways it's clear that for her barbie the figure of barbie particularly the kind of evolved figure of barbie whereby now barbies you know the barbies you buy in the shop are are you know astronauts and um Mm. Nobel Prize winners, um, kind of in sort of emblematizes that for her this kind of this plurality of expectations, uh, yeah. often often either excessive or, or contradictory, um, and that seemed to be a kind of heart of uh, uh, very much at the heart of the film. It, it it also seems to play with an idea that lots of science fiction films play with um, about the relationship between. Um, if you like changeless experience the the world that she lives in at the beginning where every day is the same and every day is perfect mm-hmm. in a fairly plastic um way and mutable experience human yeah. you know human experience uh world where eventually you will get cellulite cellulite <laughs> is the great bogey uh figure that kind of runs through the film you know Mar- margot robbie's great you know when 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 she's first having these existential thoughts and everything's going a bit wrong for her she has this kind of little speck of cellulite and has a complete meltdown and nobody knows mm-hmm. what it is um uh yeah um so i think that's a that there's this kind of the the other the other thing that seems sincere at the heart of them, and uh, yeah, it seems perhaps a little bit less 
a little bit less kind of fully fully cooked uh is this mm-hmm. idea about about you know what you know what what's what's the what's better yeah. uh, where would we prefer to live what 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 are the affordances of 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 kind of ex- existence in time um you know existence uh, yeah, yeah um, and i think that was one of the most beautiful aspects of the film is this kind of celebration of humanity in its imperfections that seems to um come towards the end um but at the same time it does feel like it still has this very confused relationship with the sort of the ideal have it all woman it doesn't seem to actually have a kind of a proper re- resolution in any sense or or to deal with any of those conflicts or to be honest about um how you might go about um critiquing them and that that doesn't seem i i felt kind of slightly unsatisfied that there didn't seem to be enough of a a critique that that was sort of open there mm. of this very sort of capitalist image based um running after the i mean worldly successes mm. if if you want to put it like that um but yeah and maybe and maybe within a you know 200 million dollar film produced by Mattel mm-hmm. um that you know <laughs> the, the materialist in me suspect you know there might be a reason for that but um yeah i th- i think that's absolutely i completely agree with that it it, it clearly is has a has a skeptic it's a very knowing film mm. it's from the start it's very knowing it knows that kind of corporate empowerment feminism is very limited it knows uh, there are some wonderful gags about how you know when ken first comes back and institutes the patriarchy everyone just buys into it straight away because they obviously haven't you know done their appropriate kind of taken their classes in the liberal arts good liberal american liberal <laughs> arts schools and know that you know you have to you know how to critique the patriarchy and so on and so forth um it's a it, it knows a lot it's it, it's it's never a naive it's never a naive film but what it um what it sort of does with its knowingness i'm not really sure yeah. um where, where it goes and i think it's been you know it's it's I, I hope i hope we can hold in hold in tension a number of things that it's a really fun film it's a very humane film um it's a very loving film it's a film with a lot of love for the mm-hmm. 90s for um all of its characters really uh including the kens in the end mm-hmm. um uh, and it's a really fun film at the same time you know it's a it's a, yeah i think it's a film that has been and will be critiqued from lots of different angles, including a kind of feminist angle to say that it's just a little bit incoherent. And um, yeah, it 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 it, it, it criticises. It clearly knows about this kind of having your cake mm-hmm. and eating it. Um, but what it offers is not not massively yeah. different it's to the thing that sa- it's... It's not um, satisfying at all. It uh, doesn't really... Other than saying, oh, human life is complicated and and that's beautiful... It doesn't really go beyond that to any kind of um, solution. Or, I mean, even at the end of the film, you still feel like the relationship between the Kens and the Barbies is very much a power dynamic. And it's the same yeah. with like all the, the very sort of gendered relationships in the film, which is another interesting thing that you're yeah. talking about, that it's very much like buys into the sort of stereotypical image of the woman and of the man in, in many ways. Um, yeah, and those are different. But, those yeah. yeah, those are revolving images. But it and 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 you know it, again, you don't want to be. T- I saw some very kind of po faced things on the internet, sort of saying, you know, well, if this if the men if the the way that the men were presented in this film were the way that women were presented in another film, would be seen as very sexist. I just think that's absolute nonsense. Like, uh, of course it's of of course it's playing with gender stereotypes. Yeah. Of course it's kind of um, uh, have, having a huge amount of fun with them. 
um but yeah the the world that it leaves us with isn't like it is is a kind of amu- amusingly and no, no amusingly known but nonetheless like exceptionally kind of gendered world there's a there's a moment that kind of crystallizes some one of these tensions i think which is when you know margot robbie is supposedly having this kind of great breakdown uh, as a now now kind of moving mm. towards being a human in the real world and uh I guess she's got this kind of like, you know, square millimetre of cellulite on her leg somewhere and her makeup's like not completely perfect, though it's still pretty good. Um, <laughs> and she she's she's sort of forced to have this kind of this dialogue about how, you know, being human means that she won't be beautiful all the time. And clearly the film, the filmmaker is itself laughing at the, yeah. you know, it, it looks like it might be about to move towards a serious point. And there is it, it, it is consonant with the ser- one of the serious points that's going throughout the film. But mm. the filmmaker can't help laughing at itself here. And so the, yeah. the narrator kind of in, makes an insertion and knowing a kind of joking insertion about, you know, that Margot Robbie's clearly a ludicrous person to cast if what you're trying to talk about is the, the kind of, you know, ugliness and agingness of humanity. This, yeah. um, uh, and that seems to crystallise something about the kind of like... Even its own contradictions, it knows its own contradictions, but it yeah. just sort of names its own contradictions. It doesn't. It doesn't. It, yeah. it still casts Margot Robbie. Mm-hmm. It's it's still clearly that clear that like at the end of the movie, Margot Robbie looks base, you know basically just as fabulous as she did at the beginning of the movie, and mm-hmm. um, you know is but 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 you know now now has you know an adult you know now is an adult and a human. Um, I, yeah. Yeah. There is a great gag in the in the last scene about that, which I won't I won't yeah. give away. Uh, and I think it is it, it it was interesting to watch it as a Catholic as well, with the kind of um, attitude towards worldly success and vanity and like there is a lot a lot in the kind of the image of the woman that was felt to be contradictory. That in some ways, like maybe this is just me, but I I didn't find very relatable, and I think partly. That might be to do with the fact that when I was a teenager, I I was already quite religious. Um, and I, I don't know, that's something about my own psychology that me- means I, I feel like I didn't quite relate to a lot of those um, idolizations mm. of um, kind of wealth and worldly success and being very attractive. And, like, there isn't all a Mother these Teresa Barbie, is No, there, there no. isn't a Mother Teresa um. Barbie. And I think that would have been a really interesting way of like... Because I don't, I don't think there is no solution to this cognitive dis- dissonance. I think there is, in a kind of, as a Catholic, in a kind of sense of your own dignity, as a profound dignity as a child of God that doesn't rely on this like super, like image based. It's mm. it's and, it's and also an not on your achievements. Film. Yeah, and that, that's not that's neither about how wonderful you look nor about the wonderful job you have. Yeah. it's an extreme. You know, both of these these the the, the, the kind of te- the kind of t- tension she's describing comes from this extremely individualistic view of it's very it's it's extremely kind of liberal yeah. aspirational. You've got to look great and you've got to achieve greatly. Um, yeah. uh, in these very kind of you know in a rocket science or a doctor yeah. or a lawyer kind of way and there was a bit of me that did kind of want to scream like I, I feel like there is a sol- there is more of a solution here than is being necessarily I don't know pointed to or acknowledged that like this hyper individualism hyper sort of concern with your own image and like becoming a successful woman whatever that might mean to you and being satisfied with yourself like there is a, a way out of that in this kind of twofold. Your dignity does not come from your achievements, um, but also we are kind of called to be sort of selfless and like you have a dignity, but that is expressed through through service and and self sacrifice, um, which I didn't. There just wasn't a lot of 
in the film. That was like a really there was quite a tender moment where she sort of ap- apologizes to Ken. Yeah, um, I mean, there's a lot but, of there's a lot of like hashtag sisterhood, but not a yeah. lot of actual community in the film. Yeah, there's uh-huh. not a lot of self sacrifice, or just there's, kind or, of friendship. The, yeah. the friendships that they have are very kind of like, kind of they just kind of that their way of doing friendships is just by kind of mutually affirming. Yeah, you know, yay space. Yeah, she says to they're, the astronaut they're... at one point. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but um, I, I thought that was that was quite interesting how it was so totally kind of in in many ways amoral despite being a very sort of all about feminism and patriarchy and felt very moral and preachy it didn't have a lot of like the the loving relationships and self-sacrifice and mutual that Mm. that a lot of films are based around a kind of a story Mm. of love and self-sacrifice was yeah it it was it was a bit preachy at times on the other hand i would say it wasn't po-faced and something i I love about gerwig's films all of gerwig's films as i say is the kind of the just the real humanity with which she looks at her characters um she looks at them with real love and uh doesn't i mean you know i I think this is by some distance the least good of her of her three films um um, but, yeah, I but, loved like Ladybug. Yeah, it's Lady a, a wonderful film. Um, yeah. And and yeah, and but you do still get moments of this film where you see um, young women, older women l- looked at with this kind of real kind of sort of human gaze, yeah. which I think is uh, you know n- not worth neglect. You know, worth yeah. saying yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and 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 you know worth seeing the film for. Mm-hmm. No, I, I I would recommend seeing it. It is hugely hugely enjoyable. Um, but I thought it would be in- interesting to talk about it. So thank you for joining us on Mornings with Radio Maria. We're so caught up in the discussion. We didn't have a music break. Um, but we'll play you out with Dawn by Father Tansy. Look to the sky that heralds the day. Let the light of the dawn reignite your faith. And let the yellow and blue remind you of... The strength and truth of a faithful love Rise to the taste of the dawn Let the light on your face show love reborn To the quiet grace that heals and restores Where the sun's rays open every door From death and shadows light has dawned In our name, Jesus Bulua, Jesus Kama, Awiya, Kama In our name As the way to rebirth and like the springtime rain to the earth Let your gaze renewed like sight for the blind Awakening you true love that shines A dreamer sees the dawn before the rest of the world catches on And as you grow up on the road through the dark You'll get home by the hope that grows in your heart Let the morning star rise in your minds In our name, Jesus Jesus, come out, oh yeah, come out, in our name, Jesus, below Jesus, come out, oh yeah.
light rises, unwinding the night's disguises, reminding me of peace of a chaos through my Savior Jesus. And when light is applied to spirit and matter, I am revived by the kiss of my Father, and I am alive through the Son whose word gives me life to be light for the world. Your light guides my feet to the way of peace. In our name, Jesus. Jesus, come out, oh yeah, come out, in our name, Jesus, below our Jesus, come out, oh yeah, come out, in our name, Jesus, below our Jesus, come out. This was a Radio Maria podcast. If you enjoyed it, do please click like and subscribe on your podcast provider or leave us a review. Every bit of feedback helps increase our visibility and allows us to reach more people with the message of Christ's saving truth. And if you don't already, you can listen to Radio Maria live either online or on DAB in selected regions of the UK. We'd love for you to call in live and be part of the conversation. See our website, radiomariaengland.uk, for more details and a full schedule of programmes. And do please consider making a donation so that we can keep making more programmes like this. We are completely dependent upon the generosity of our listeners.